This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Rams Talk Podcast. You may have noticed we're, we've dipped the intro. The intro is gone. Uh, we are just us from now on because uh, we've got the nice, cool TalkSport intro, which is nice. Um, we're here today to reflect on a, a really, really boring 2-0 win against Cheltenham and quite a painful 2-0 draw with Shrewsbury. So we're going to try and inject some laughs. Uh, I can't promise Chris will do that, but the rest of us will try and inject some laughs. Chris will get really frustrated about what's happened. And yeah, we'll have some good chats about the football. Um, so joining me today, first off, Callum Bucock. How are you, mate? I'm all good, thanks, Jake. How are you? I'm doing very good, thank you. We've also got Vic Singh. How are you? I've uh, been better, Jake. Been better, but we we keep going, don't we? We keep going. <laughs> That's the spirit, mate. And last but not least, we've got Chris Redwood. How are you, Chris? Spitting feathers, Jake. Spitting feathers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Apart from that, I'm fine. Well, that's good. I think we've got all the characters on the pod now, haven't we? We've got Vic, who's so balanced. Chris is the angry man. Callum's happy to be here. We've got uh, yeah, we've, <laughs> we've got everyone now, I think. Um, but first off, what I really wanted to ask about was, uh, you know, it's a man who's been here for quite a while, Craig Forsyth. Uh, yesterday was his 10th year at the club. It, 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 10 years ago, Craig Forsyth joined. I was 14 when Craig Forsyth joined, which is quite ridiculous. Be quiet. about. I know, sorry, Chris, uh, but you know, it's it's a long time ago, and and Callum Fozzy, he's he's been around, he's been through some really good times, he's been through some really bad times. What a servant he's been to the club. Yeah, and, and you you said the right word there, servant. Um, he's he's held himself well over the years, and what no matter what position he's ended up being in or finishing in this season or whatever he's always put in that consistent performance so uh so no it'd be one of those um be one of those players that will go down in in derby history um and that so uh, for me he deserves um a, a real good testimonial and uh and, and one that's packed out at pride park so that's what i'm hoping for maybe at the end of this season well, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? That'd be nice. I saw something where the player has to request it. So let's hope Fozzy goes to the club and, and requests it. Because, yeah, that'd be a, a really, really lovely day. Um, typically, Vic, if we talk about yesterday's game, it was actually Fozzy sort of losing possession and, and giving away a, a 
quite cheap free kick that brought Shrewsbury back into it. We'll get onto Derby's stuff slightly after. Um, I just wanted to ask you very quickly about their free kick, the wall. It was so strange, wasn't it? I, I don't think I've ever seen a free kick so low go over a wall. So from where I was sitting, I thought the wall had like split. So like it literally went to the gap. But mm. I don't know. Like it was like you said, it was a weird, weird setup. But I don't know. Um, it was a cheap free kick to give away. I did. I had that feeling as soon as we give away. I thought they'd probably score from it, and unfortunately they did. And the funny thing was, he's a Derby fan as well, the one that scored the goal. Um, yeah, I noticed that in an interview afterwards. So uh, yeah, mm. I don't know. yeah, it was a uh, well. We got beat. Well, they got a point of two set pieces, really, didn't they? So doesn't excuse the, how bad our second half performance was. But yeah, the, the wall to me it just looked like it just split and then went straight through Wildsmith's hands. Yeah, it's it's the most derby thing ever, isn't it? That we we get ourselves into a commanding two 0 lead, and we were having a chat before, weren't we, Chris, about how good we were in that first half, and you know we, we looked pretty unstoppable, didn't we? I mean, McGoldrick's goal, you know, brilliant, brilliant way to end the half, uh, and obviously Roberts's goal was a, an absolute screamer as well. We just played so well, didn't we? It was so weird how we came out a different team for the wrong reasons in the second half. Yeah, first half, I think I said to you, I would put it up there as one of our best halves of football this season. I thought we were in complete control. Um, the midfield looked really good. I think it was the first time we didn't look like we were missing Bird, if, if I'm being honest. Um, and whether that was because of how poor Shrewsbury were first half, I don't know. But we looked in complete control. It should have been three or four. Um, I think um, the, the real chance that stood out to me was... Um, David McGoldrick had that header pretty much free that went over that went over the bar. Um, so yeah, it should have been three and four nil personally at half time, and the game and the second half wouldn't 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 have happened. But it was so chalk and cheese first half and second half. I'm not going to use the phrase game of two halves because I hate it, but it <laughs> was two very different halves of football. It is. I mean, it is a cliche, isn't it? A game of two halves. But I think it is really accurate because they were. it was like watching two different games. Um, in the first half, we controlled the ball. We kept the ball. We moved it about really well. The midfield were getting really involved. And in the second half, we played like we did against Barnsley. We played like we did against Wickham. And, you know, some parts against Cheltenham as well, where we'd pick up the ball and instead of trying to work it through the middle, we'd go long and try and boot it down the line every time or boot up to McGoldrick every time. And we just didn't have care of the ball and it let Shrewsbury back into the game. And, you know, you think of their second goal, that came from a long ball that didn't need to happen. We didn't need to play a long ball. And then they hit us on the break and put a ball in. And, you know, it's a silly decision by Rooney, but things like that happen. And all of a sudden it's 2-2. It was poor decision-making all round, I think. And Callum, it seems weird, doesn't it, that we were playing so well in the first half, we were so poor in the second half. It makes you wonder what happened in that dressing room at half-time. Yeah, what conversations were, were going off and, and the uh, like you said, the players' mindsets going in and then coming back out. Um, as I say, Paul warns normally when you're listening. Like I've, I've, I don't know if you guys watch the the We Are Derby series and stuff. Like listening just the the way he talks to the players and at half time and the motivation and speeches that he just reels off. Um, 
and you just think that you wouldn't expect a negative um, like response coming out of half time um, from him and his team, uh, and the fact that we've had that um, just you just wonder, like you said, like you said, the players' mindsets, what's been going on, like you said, what the way they kind of view the game themselves um, as athletes and stuff like that. So yeah, so it's, it's probably the first time um, in what I don't know. 18 or so games that the streak went on for that we're actually questioning that. So we'll just have to see how that goes out and plays out. Well, that's exactly it. And you think back to home games earlier in the season where we've had a good, you know, really good lead at half time. I think Plymouth's the obvious one, 2 0 up and end up losing 3 2. Pretty much identical situation to, to yesterday as well, really. Um, in the fact that the scoreline was the same, the two halves were so dramatically different in the same way. Um, and exactly the same with Port Vale. I think we were 1-0 up at half-time, ended up losing that 1-2-1. One, one. And Vic, does it worry you a little bit that in the second half, like we did against Barnsley as well, we just seem to drop off a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it concerns me considering we're in the business end of the season. Um, but I, I think we've had this problem all season where we've been either a first-half team where we just come out of the traps flying and get two, three early goals and then play poor second half. Or we play poor first half and then come out second half firing. We don't seem to be consistent over 90 minutes. And that concerns me because I don't, I can't remember a game to date where we've actually dominated start to finish. Um, and it concerns me because maybe it's the fitness, maybe we can't keep up to uh, what Paul, Paul Warren demands from the side. Um, and now we've only got like, 12 games to go now. And there's a lot of teams hot, hot in the playoffs uh, in that chase. So, yeah, I think we need. I don't, I don't know what you change though. It's it's a bit of a confusing one because what could be changed to improve that? I think we just need to maybe give an extra ten percent and see where it takes us from there. But we need to start probably dominating games from start to finish rather than being either a first half or a second half team. Yeah, and I think what what you've said there, Vic, about you know what could it be? I think it's our game management. I think it's our game management. We've got a lot of young players a lot of young players and there's times where we need the more experienced players to step up and manage the game a bit better than they have you know we we saw it we saw it in that Plymouth game you know we took our foot off the gas a bit we saw it yesterday um you know we saw it at Barnsley some of the decision making at Barnsley was ridiculous and when we're playing against teams that put us under pressure especially at the back we seem to just keep making the wrong decisions um, obviously, you know, as we've said all season, a lot of the team is quite makeshift at the minute. So you're going to have times where things aren't quite going as we'd expect. But, you know, again, it's, yeah, it's, it's just disappointing, isn't it? And you've just got to hope that going towards the end of the season, that won't be a, a theme that carries on. Um, but Chris, uh, something I want to ask you about, obviously our second half performance wasn't great. There was another person on the pitch whose performance you weren't necessarily too happy with. Um, the ref, what were your thoughts on him? Oh, where do I where do I start, Jake? Where do I start? Before <laughs> before I do start though, I, I do have I do have three points to make. So I hate criticizing refs. I was one, and I know it's a really diff, diff, difficult job. Um, if you look on my Twitter, um, I joined February in two thousand fifteen. I've only made three comments about refs, and thirdly, I know that not... off your head. <laughs> I don't. That's how much research I've been doing for this pit. <laughs> honestly. Um, and 
I'm not excusing Derby's second half performance. We were woeful. So let's just get that out of the way first. I'm not blaming the ref for the fact we drew the, the ref for the fact that we drew two all. But I am fed up to the back team. The team's coming to Pride Park and dominating the ref. Um, it, you know, I'm not going to use the phrase small club because that isn't fair on that isn't fair on Shrewsbury. Um, you know, they did what they had to do to get a point out of out of out of the game. But I did some stats during the game because I was that annoyed by it. So in the second half, the ball was in play for 26 minutes. You did it for the in, whole second half. Yeah, this is how annoyed I was. In well, I did have to look back at the highlights. I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, so the ball was in play for 26 minutes out of 45. Injury time, which was 10 minutes, which was still a lot less than it should have been. The ball was in play for four minutes and nine seconds. Um, in the second half, there were eight fouls by Derby, um, meaning that the time difference for so the, the time between the foul being committed and the ball being back in play on average was two minutes. And that's not including the six times Shrewsbury players went down with cramp. And it was just awful to watch. And as I say, I'm not blaming Shrewsbury. They they wanted to come and make it dif- make it difficult for us. But it shouldn't be allowed to happen that the ball is out of play for that long. And it was so frustrating watching. And I don't blow blow my gasket very often. I really don't. I'm a calm, laid back Derby County fan who takes it in his in his stride most most of the time. But it was just so blindingly obvious that he was being dictated to. Um, and I say, what hope do we have of getting back in the game and getting control of the ball when the ball's never in play? So, yeah. It was just so frustrating, and it's something's got to change with with referees. You know, the yeah. standard is appalling. And to be honest, though, I look at the championship, and if we get back up to championship next season, it isn't much better. So, God help us. That's all I can say. Well, we were warned about this, weren't we, by Sunderland and Chef Wednesday fans when we were, you know, first sort of really looking at going down last season, and they were. They were saying, you know, every single team, this is their cup final. I know it's a little bit, as you said, it's a little bit disrespectful in a way to say, you know, smaller club, it's their big game. But you saw the scenes at the end of the game for Shrewsbury. They drew. They drew yeah. to all. Yeah, World Cup final. Yeah, and it was a massive thing for them. And, you know, you can't blame them. If, you, if you're a club that what averages, what, like 10,000 or, or, you know, at maximum, and you come into a ground that holds 30,000, a big club. You know, I know we, we at the minute like to sing about the league titles that we've won, which I thought was only a thing that Forrest did. Uh, but apparently we do that too. Oh, that was embarrassing. That was embarrassing. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they've come to a big club and, and getting a result is great. Our home form's brilliant. So, you know, who can blame them? And, there was, and, there, and there was one thing, Jake, and you were there, so you, you, you'll, you'll remember this. There was a point, I think it was five minutes before the end, Cora Huynhan was standing over... A, a free kick just in front of the West Stand. The Shrewsbury player stood in front of him for 40 seconds. He then moved back. He then moved back in front of him with the referee watching, then moved back again, and then he got subbed off. Yeah. yeah it, so. was, it was just absolutely unbelievable. He kicked the ball away just as well. Co- just coming he in. Yeah. Ball, just wanted to make a point on, on Chris's thing about ref. I, I don't know about what you... I think Paul Warren made a point about it, as saying refs are coming to Pride Park and actually taking in the occasion at this level. 
themselves. So like they like they said pre-match, apparently they're like coming in and taking photos. Do you know what I mean? So I think the refs themselves are getting kind of coming in and going. This is a big game for me. I'm gonna. Mm. You know what I mean? And 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 the trouble is the worst thing is around. Chris will probably attest to this with um, him being a ref for the same as myself as I used to be. You, the worst referee is one who makes the game about himself and makes himself yeah. the centre of attention. The, the whole point White of being team. a ref is literally, is literally you, <laughs> is literally you're not there. If that makes sense, the best refs are basically the ones you don't notice, and the game just goes by, and and, the, and you go, I didn't really notice the ref today. Um, and yeah. I think we've had too you're many times in League One where they've come here and they just want to be. It's like their big game themselves, and and. Mm. And I think the best ref we've had all season was the one that came to Pride Park in midweek. And and for me, yeah. she was brilliant. So yeah. I, I think they need to really learn from that, to be honest. Yeah. I, I just don't get why they think, why they enjoy 25,000 people shouting at them, the referees are, you know what? Do they enjoy that? <laughs> Thank you for following the community sick, guidelines, pleasure. Chris. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Right, that's enough of refs, right? We know he was not good. He was not good. We've had many. We'll have more. It's just one of them, isn't it? But yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. It, as we said before recording, the ref wasn't the reason we ended up with the result that we got, but it was frustrating all the same. Um, but Vic, one person I wanted to ask you about. Let's let's be happy for a minute, right? David McGoldrick is in some ridiculous form at the minute, like literally like ridiculous. He scored 15 goals in the league, 19 in all competitions. I think it's 25 goal contributions, but I'm scared to even do maths anymore after my tweet the other day. Um, so I, I, it's something like that. He's doing well. He's doing okay. I mean, when you look at you look at McGoldrick's history, he's never really been the biggest goal scorer. His form at the minute is showing that those, you know, what people thought about him is just not true, is it? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. No, exactly. It's, it's, he's really fun in this league. And it's probably because he's uh, he's probably too good for this league as well, which is why he's scoring so many goals. Um, for 19 goals at, at what, 35, it's remarkable uh, that he's even putting in the shift. That he's, he's even playing three games a week. Which uh, we thought that he might struggle with, so he's, he's really, really shone. Um, yesterday, well taken goal again. Unfortunate not to get a second when he missed that header, but again, he's not going to score every goal. He's not. He's not. He's not the messiah, is he? But um, I'm close. really enjoying. Yeah, well, he's close. Yeah, I'm really enjoying his his, um, his goal contribution just because it's been a while since we've had a, a almost twenty goal a season striker, and he's he's well on his way to re- surpassing that. Um, he could even even get to 25 at this rate so yeah long may that continue with uh, David McGoldrick's fine run of form 
I'll get that in there as well. Uh, <laughs> only thing that concerns me is if he gets injured. I'm not not too confident that Carlin's coming in. Um, but well, yeah, that's oh, it. That's God. it. Yeah. And Vic, you've you've done something to me because every time I see someone say something along the lines of "long may that continue," I think of you now. I, I don't <laughs> know if that's a good or a bad thing. So no, it's it's funny, but yeah, I think. Chris, obviously, by your reaction, I'm sure you're not the biggest James Collins fan. I know he works hard. I was impressed with the overhead kick. Uh, it was the one moment where I laughed, I think, in the last like 15 minutes of the game uh, because I was just clinically depressed for the rest of it. Um, I mean, he's he scored a fair few goals. He's right up there for goal contributions for the team. Why is it not working for him? I don't know. Um... I said to my stepmother who was with the game from the yesterday, he's like Chris Martin, but without the first touch, mm. which isn't very good. Um, and he's, he, he, he isn't an impact sub. For me, he's the sort of player who, who thrives off confidence. And I think we saw um, when he was starting games regularly when, um, when Dizzy was injured, you know, the goals started, started to come. But he's not the sort of player you can throw on with five minutes to go and say, go get me a goal. Cause he's got to get in. He's got to get into the game. Um, and the fact that a 35 year old's quicker than him in, in David McGoldrick. himself to be fair. No, I know, but you, you don't associate David McGoldrick with pace and you see him actually, he's got some legs on him. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it epitomized Collins yesterday with the lack of finishing from Dobbin. Um, and it just made me think going forward, what have we got apart from apart from Didsy at the moment? It's it's a worry, isn't it? It is a worry. Um, you know, we've all mentioned it now, I think. If McGoldrick gets injured, our season would be seriously derailed because Colin I think Collins when he comes on as well, he tries to play that role that McGoldrick plays. And obviously, as you've said, he's his touch is not his strongest attribute. I think he's you know, he's he's decent in front of goal, but it, but he's yeah. Yeah, when when he's on the ball, he doesn't film with the most confidence. Um, yeah, I mean, a player you mentioned there, Dobbin. Um, Callum, I just want to ask you, because I was ready to cry when he missed that header at the end. Um, he's such a good player. He's clearly a good player. Uh, somebody in the group chat yesterday said if he was a boxer, he'd float like a butterfly and sting like a butterfly because he's so good at the build-up. He's so good at moving. He, you know, he's so good at everything apart from that final pass, that final shot, whatever he needs to do. He missed a great chance at the end. He had a few opportunities where he could have played people through. I think he's probably the most confusing player I've ever seen in my whole life. Um, what do you make of him? I, I, I really like what he brings to the, the table. He's, he's different to the other wingers we've got. He um, is... He works inside. He run, he, when, when he goes, <laughs> when he goes. Sorry, Callum. Sorry, I mean, I'm in one of them moves tonight. Sorry. <laughs> when he oh, so sure. when he comes inside on the uh, on on the way, I don't know. In terms of the way, he goes in and really attacks the box um, is what I really like about him. He he um, in compared to Mendes Langu. Obviously, just goes down the line and goes and tries to beat you for pace. He he uses a bit of skill. He tries something different, not something that the other guys really have. Um, and yes, he missed that chance. To be honest, I, I, when I saw it, I'm not really sure what else I would have done. 
you, at the end of the day, put it on put target it the and the goal, keeper pulled Karen. out an absolute scores. Scores. <laughs> yeah, but good. Yeah, but I'm not being I'm not being funny, but it's easier saying it than doing it. Uh, it's hard. It's it's difficult. Mm. Like Ed Dawes said, on I, I would. You've li- he's literally done everything, and the keeper's pulled out a blinding save. It's easy for all of us to say. He should have put it in the top left in hindsight because that's where the big gaping hole was. But mm. when you're there and then in front of the box, if he put it over the bar like did he did in the first half, I'm going to be more fuming with him than what he'd done. So <laughs> he'd be killed so at the end of the day. But like, I looked at. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'd look, I mean I look at David McGoldrick's one in the first half and say I'm more, I'm more disappointed in him in not getting it in that on target to be honest and Dobby's one so. So, yeah, so he's a frustrating player overall, um, but he's got it in him. I mean, me and you saw what his end product can be with that volley on the other box against Torquay. So, so I've um, so I've still got faith in him, and I think he'll be a key player going towards the, the final running. Yeah, I think you're right as well with um, the comment on McGoldrick's header. Yeah, he should definitely have at least got it on target. And I think it's just timing, isn't it? We desperately, desperately needed a goal. Um and yeah, whereas McGoldrick at nil nil, you sort of you can forget it and let it go at the time. Whereas Dobbin, we needed a goal, needed one, and and yeah, he just didn't manage it. Um, but Vic, a player that, that we haven't really spoken about, which is surprising because I thought he was probably man of the match yesterday, uh, scored an absolute screamer. I didn't really know he had that in his locker. I don't think he did either with the way he celebrated. Um, Hayden Roberts. I mean, we seem to have a thing about getting left backs that can score screamers. Obviously, we've uh, we've got Louis Sibley there as well. How good was he? And the big question I want to send your way is: He's out of contract at the end of the season. Would you take him? Yeah, he was really good yesterday. Um, that that goal was sublime. Like that finish, you knew as soon as he hit it, that was it in mm. top corner. Um, so it, was, it probably deserves it on the balance of his performances, because I think he's been quite consistent any time he's come into the side. I can't really remember too many complaints I've got about him on his defensive side, because he defends really well, but he also goes up the line pretty good as well. So I think his uh, his form's hit at the right time. Um, I can't see Sibley getting that shirt back off him because Roberts is really making it his own. Goal was a brilliant goal. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to say it again, long may that continue, but... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he's, he's he's been he's been a uh, probably the only positive from yesterday was uh, his performance, and I think it's it's important now that both our fullbacks are on form now, especially with twelve games to go. It's our twelve cup finals for us now, especially if we want to finish in that top six with all the teams breathing down our necks. Um, so yeah, I'm glad to see that uh, he's finally reaping the rewards of his performances. Yeah, me too, me too, mate. Uh, and you mentioned that. He was one of the, the main performers and, and mentioned the fullbacks. We had a, a player that usually plays fullback, Corey Smith, in, in midfield. Chris, I thought he played quite well, especially in that first half. I think he really controlled the game quite easily. He disappeared a little bit in the second half. Um, how do you think he played? And obviously, I think I probably know the answer to this already. Uh, but does Max Bird come straight back in and Smith go back to fullback when Bird's back? Is that even a question, mate? <laughs> yeah, no, no, sorry. Yeah, look, I think he 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 did do really well yesterday. Um, he controlled the midfield in the first half. Um, I thought it was quite nice to see him and Hurahan swapping quite a lot as well. You don't always see that who um 
Conor Hurahan was um, was dropping deep and allowing um, Knighty and um, what's the other name? Smith, Corey sorry. Smith. <laughs> well, Corey Smith, sorry. So um, bomb on forwards. And I liked that midfield um, dynamic yesterday. I really did. But I think um, Shrewsbury made two changes at halftime that completely changed the midfield balance um and as soon well as we know you know football's a very simple game if, if you can dominate the midfield you've got a very good chance um so i don't necessarily think it was his you know I, I think he played very well the whole the whole game we just didn't we just didn't get the chance to see it as much second half um but bird comes straight back in for me um was it Jamie who said yesterday that Knighty needs to go back out on the wing? I don't know what he was we taking. Don't, we don't listen to him. We don't no. listen to him. He's, he's away for a month Honestly. now. So. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> he's, he, 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 he's, he's 32 tomorrow, and I thought he started his celebrations early. Bless him. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, that is, not Jason Knight. <laughs> Jamie, sorry, yeah, not Jason <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. It's yeah. I don't listen to what Jamie says, and I know he's listening now. So I'm sure he'll enjoy that comment. Um, Just waiting for it. Waiting for the waiting for the abuse. <laughs> I'm sure he'll take it well. I'm sure he will. But yeah, no, I I I agree with you. I think I think it probably wasn't not his best game yesterday, but I think that midfield it did look balanced. It's probably the most balanced it looked since Bird got injured. I think it's. You know, we've had a couple of games where we've looked promising. I think Harvey White's full debut, he looked really good. But then he struggles with the physicality a little bit. You know, he's only a young lad and he's playing in a really hard league against some really tough teams. So I'm not surprised he hasn't adapted straight away. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's playing two in midfield with Collins and McGoldrick makes me very sad. So, yeah, it's probably the most balanced we've been in a while. Um, and I guess the final thing to talk about from from both games, really, is uh, Jake Rooney. Uh, obviously, he gave away the pen, which is never a good way to to cap off a game. Um, but Callum, I actually thought he played quite well. I know, obviously, the pen was silly. We're all in agreement. It was a pen. Um, I know there's been a lot of stuff saying it wasn't. I had a really good view where I was. Two hands in the back. It was, it was just a naive decision. It happens. It's one of them. Um, but Callum, you know, Rooney, he's not a right back he's not a natural full back but i think he played quite well yesterday didn't he yeah i mean he's composed on the ball um and at the end of the day when you're out there on the uh on, as full back and especially under poor war and you need to be comfortable with the ball and he's forward thinking he plays the pass immediately when he sees it down the wing and and lets loose the wing whoever he's playing with um and the times he's come in and filled at that right back position he's done well um and it's just uh it'd be interesting to see obviously if birdie does come back in obviously does Corey smith just immediately take it um or does Rooney get um the opportunity to, to go for it so it's a case of when you look at it and i don't know because that like we've all said it's the first time the midfield's been fully balanced um in a long while and Corey Smith was a part of that and he sees himself as a midfielder not a fullback um so and someone like Jay can seize that opportunity and he and he seems to have done so so like you said he had a decent game um and if we need him to fill there we've got a good right back and uh, or backup option uh, mm. and let's just see if 
if he gets another opportunity later down the line um, as we go towards the end of the season. Well, depth is very important, isn't it, at this time of the season? And yeah, as long as he doesn't give penalties away, if, if he keeps playing like that, <laughs> he'll do well. So yeah, long may that continue. Um, hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, right. So just to finish things off, then um, Plymouth and Oxford, uh, two very different games. Oxford aren't great, uh, to be honest. No disrespect to them; they've struggled quite a lot this season, from what I've seen. Um, and well, compared to last season, anyway. And Plymouth, <laughs> they're all right, aren't they? Uh, they've got the best home record in the league, I think, now, uh, which is you know not bad. Big game on Tuesday. Uh, really good preview, by the way, that Jamie's recorded with Pie Face. If you're listening, make sure you check out the preview. Uh, Jamie's very excited about it. He's literally not shut up about it all week. Uh, so please listen he to that. Otherwise, he he'll be. He genuinely has not shut up about it. So he no, will cry if no. you don't listen. So please do. Um, but lads, I want your predictions. Plymouth on Tuesday, Oxford at the weekend. Callum, really quick score prediction to finish us off. Uh, I'm going to go one all uh, Plymouth and I will go 2 0 Winter Derby against Oxford. Ooh, ooh. Vic? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. One all against Plymouth. It's going to be quite tight, um, but we need a reaction. And against Oxford, I'll go with 3 1. I think we're going to put him to the sword. Oh, 3 1. That'd be decent. And finally, Chris. Um, well, I think Oxford are going to get a bit of a. New manager bounce, um, so that that concerns me. Um, I can't see us doing anything against Plymouth. I really can't. Um, I'm going for a one nil Plymouth, and then a two all against Oxford. Poor. I I'm going to be really brave. Uh, I'm going to say two all against Plymouth, and then I'm going to say three nil against Oxford. I think that new manager bounce is going to end pretty swiftly. Pride Park. <laughs> is it a Pride Park? I don't even know. Is it even at home? Away. No, it's, it's away. Uh, oh, yeah, we played him first. They haven't got a new manager yet. Yeah. They haven't got a new manager yet. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is a long Sunday evening. There you go. Yeah. So, right. That it can't bounce honest. if it hasn't started. <laughs> hey, the assistant manager counts. The assistant manager counts. You see a lot of teams nowadays just sticking with it, don't you? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know. You never know. Long so, lads. <laughs> So nice. <laughs> it's been a, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, it's been good fun. Uh, people listening, if you did enjoy, please give us a rating. Uh, we've got like 23, 24 five star ratings on Spotify now, which is pretty incredible, and a similar amount on um, Apple Podcasts, which is you know it's amazing. We put a lot of work into this, so it's it's really nice that you guys are, are noticing that and hopefully enjoying the content as well. Um, if you've watched on video and want to check it out, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you'd want to listen to uh, podcasts normally. Um, if you watched on video and you want to check us out on audio, oh, what am I saying? If you want to listen to us on audio and want to check out our video content, you can check that out on YouTube, youtube.com slash at RamsTalkPod and uh, on Twitter as well, where we are at RamsTalkPod. So, right, after I've made 20 mistakes in the last three minutes, I'm going to bed. Just all this um, <laughs> <laughs> right, cheers, lads. It's been a really good episode. Thank you. See you guys later. Cheers, Jake. See you soon. Cheers, Jake. Cheers, cheers, Jake. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.